It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The magic number of the day comes down to number two. Welcome into PHOY Phillies podcast. The number is two. I'm trying to avoid the glare because it's been two days that Jamie Lynch has gone back and bought Starbucks <laughs> and zero days since he made his own. Welcome in. We've got Tyler Zuli, Renee Washington here, and Jamie Lynch, a.k.a. Mr. Go Against Your Word and decided to buy Starbucks again. Don't think I didn't notice. It's hiding back here, guys, but I can see it. Jamie broke in. Yeah, the it's second uh, day of 2024. No, but it was never a resolution. <laughs> and when, when guys are working in my kitchen in the morning, I don't feel comfortable being in their way. So I, I've just chalked up these three days. You can put one up for tomorrow, too, because they're going to be back. So for three days, I'm buying coffee again. And then I'll be back. I'll be back. All right. Well, as we know, the most important number and besides yes, Dave P., you. I do like Tenacious D. Oh. Who doesn't? Besides you and your struggles is 32 days until pitchers and catchers report and 78 days. There you go. There you go. There you go. Ah, ah, ah. So many bright bright. lights in here. 78 days until opening day. We're getting closer. Woo. It's exciting time. 32 days is very manageable. That's extremely manageable. And then we'll at least get to see guys throwing warm-up sessions. It's getting... We're getting there, guys. We're getting there. Dave, welcome in. And uh, congrats on being first. Chris, spiral out. Mickey, happy Wednesday. Nice to have you all here. Smash that thumbs up button while you're here. Join the, the chat. Let's let's talk. So uh, lots to talk about that happened since we saw you guys last. Aside from um, the weather itself. That uh, was I a feel wild like, storm. I feel like yesterday, storm, um, we have to talk about it because it kind of felt like a horror movie. Really? And... Uh, I don't know. Did you have anything eventful that happened? I know I did, but maybe I'm maybe I'm not um, the only one that had an eventful. No, I didn't even lose power. We got pretty lucky. Uh, my backyard's a lake. Uh, we have like a oh. drain a drainage issue there. Uh, but that's but it's far away enough away from the house. It's, I don't really care. Yeah, it's wet grass. Whatever. Yeah, um, I saw the. So no, we were like pretty lucky. Pretty today. fortunate. Got to catch up on some TV last night. And no problems. How was the city? <laughs> 
How you, you? you asked that question knowing very well. My day was very, my night was eventful. It wasn't until it was. Um, so quick, super quick story for you guys. Cause we're going to go off the rails really fast here because I'm still recovering. I was getting ready to go to bed. That's what made it worse. I was actually getting ready to go to bed. I not feeling the greatest. So I had taken some medicine. I was doing like my pre-bed routine, winding down for the night. And all of a sudden I hear a thud. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, you know, a thud is I any thud I'm I'm looking to see what's going on because I'm I'm that nosy neighbor that's always peeking out the window. So I'm like, what's happening outside? I look outside and I see something hit off my car of all cars. And it's my it's my patio furniture, <laughs> my patio cushions. Thankfully, not the actual chairs um, blew because of the wind to the front of the house and were rolling down the street. So then in that moment, I was like, hmm, do I go get them or do I just let them rock and take the L? And the competitor in me was like, I'm going to go get them. So yeah. I had to put on my gear, ran outside in my Uggs and hoodie and jacket and was chasing cushions. And they were all over, of course. It wasn't yeah, course. just out in plain sight. They were under cars. They were across the street. One was rolling down the street. It was fun. Everything but you was got fun. everything. I got everything. I secured the. I secured everything, guys. Don't worry if you're, if you're wondering. I won, but for the people that were driving by me, I was in a bonnet and my pajamas. Is there I looked ridiculous. a ring cam that we can obtain footage <laughs> of? Because uh, I think that would be a, a good video to put out there in the world. Help promote the channel. Well, right what now. made it worse was I saw one cushion first. And I was like, "That's that cushion looks familiar. I'm like, that's my cushion. So I grabbed the cushion. I come back in the house and I realized more cushions were gone. I was like, crap. So I had to go back out. So, yeah, there's a was lot of great the footage. height of the rain? It was. It was very windy. I almost blew over for sure. Um, well, it was I was inconvenienced was in that lot. the rain was so loud we couldn't listen to our TV show yeah. for like 15 minutes. So, like, that was a minor inconvenience. So, oh. I sympathize, Renee. Oh, yeah. We both you know, had we some We really went through it last night. I was trying to catch up on Fargo. <laughs> we both like, had some major yeah, inconveniences for like last 10 night. Whole minutes, well, we... TV can't hear. What? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, like, oh, no, I can't hear she my TV. She was looking at me like, I can't even hear it. And I was like, I know. We're, we're, this is this is horrible. Wow, this is so horrible. Yeah. I feel so bad for you. What a rough Tuesday it, you had. It, thank you. Thank you for the sympathy. <gasps> As um, my stuff was... was rolling down the street, and I'm like, <laughs> is this how I'm starting 2024? I didn't have this on my on my bingo card well, was for the second kicking off the year. Tuesday night. Of yeah, well, that's how my second Tuesday night went, that yeah. I was in my jammies. Uh, and then, of course, what makes it better is you're drenched. Mm -hmm. So it looked like I had took a, a shower. I'm because really, I'm my really clothes curious were what the third Tuesday of 2020. I'm nervous. Well. If it's anything like the second Tuesday, <laughs> I'm in trouble. I'm going to go out there with a boat next time. Um, so, yeah, I'm here. I'm here, guys. I made it. Don't worry. Cushions are secured. For everybody that drove by me while I was running down the street like a crazy lady with patio cushions under my arm. Um, I got some sprints in. I got some bear crawls in. You know, I was just out there. Nice. Just little, neighborhood nay. Little workout. <laughs> All right. Well, there have been some other things that have been happening outside of just the craziness of the storm uh, around our prospects. It's been fun. I know we've been doing a deep dive of the prospects on the show each and every day. We'll, of course, get to that as well. But we have uh, been seeing some different reports coming out. Different outlets around MLB have been ranking prospects. MLB Pipeline, uh, starting with them, they ranked the most underrated prospects 
as of now. I love the fact that we have Phillies guys representing and that are on this list. So baseball executives voted on the most underrated prospects and much more. And taking a look at this list, some familiar names, especially Justin Crawford sitting on this list. Tyler, if you can flash that up when you get a chance of, um, you know, all the names here. We've got Colt Emerson and Xavier Isaac. That sounds Samuel like the most Vassalo. baseball name ever. Colt, Colt Emerson. Emerson. <laughs> Uh, Carson Weisenhunt, Jacob Melton, our very own Justin Crawford, Robbie Snelling, Thomas Saggies, and Zach DeZenzo. And I may have not corrected at all those names, but... Probably very slim chance. Yeah. And welcome to the club of yeah. mispronouncing. Yep. Uh, well, I like names. the fact that we get to see other people's prospects' names as well. That's always, you know, it's good to start to see who else is out there in that next generation. But Justin Crawford got 4% of the votes. Yeah, Justin Crawford's going to be a guy we follow, I think, fairly closely this year. Uh, he's a he's a really exciting prospect. Uh, you know, in our Down on the Farm report, we'll get to him in our top five. For sure. Um, because depending on who's ranking them so far, and some haven't come out yet, but this MLB pipeline thing, uh, plus some other stuff that's coming out, it's like prospect season. You know, the hot stove is uh, it's starting to cool down a little bit. We'll get into Imanaga in a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's starting to ramp up the prospect talk, and that's kind of why we started, started Down on the Farm. And it's good to see Justin Crawford on a list like this uh, of most underrated because, you know, the bloodlines are there, the speed, the athleticism, the excitement is there with this kid. And if he puts it together this year and, and has another consistent year, uh, you could be looking at, you know, 2025, possibly uh, him competing for a job in this outfield, yeah. uh, especially because Castellanos will be winding down and there's going to mm -hmm. be job openings and we'll see how Brandon Marsh does and Pache and Rojas and uh, Crawford is a, a very exciting piece of this farm system. Another exciting piece, Aiden Miller. So Aiden Miller, who born in 2004, he's coming up on about to turn, he's about to turn 20 this June. Um, the He was picked. 20 years I old. I know, now. I know. That'd be cool. Insane. Uh, actually, again, don't miss 20 either, but uh, he was picked 27th overall in the 2023 draft. He's been listed as the one of the biggest deals of the draft. Uh, another name, Aiden Miller, that we've seen as a third baseman, has a lot of promise and someone that we've been keeping an eye on that we will talk about as we continue to go down on the farm. But uh, again, nice to see the fact that we're getting uh, some prospects, Aiden Miller getting some accolades. I like it. Yeah, Why not? This is, this is another MLB pipeline story. Uh, and, you know, obviously I'm going to click on it when I see the headline. The oh, Phillies yeah. may have pulled off the biggest first round steal of the 23 draft. Um, Aiden Miller out of University of Arkansas, I believe his brother's uh, with another club. So, you know, baseball family. And this kid is uh, soaring up the prospect list. Mm -hmm. Again, depending on which outlet you read, he's ranked anywhere from second to like fourth or fifth. Like that, that area uh, is kind of interchangeable for the Phillies prospects, depending on who you listen to. But Aiden Miller, again, uh, another, you know, him and Justin Crawford from the non- Pitching prospects are the two most exciting pieces the Phillies have. Yeah, I know. Mickey's saying he will be legit, but where do we put him? We'll have to do a road um, trip this year to go watch him. We will. We will. I, We're going to definitely go check them out. Um, I, hey, these are good problems to have when you have, you know, the prospects that are coming in that are able to make some noise and, and compete for some major spots on the team. And then the other one that we saw, um, just to run through some of the MLB pipeline 
rankings and list that they came out. They also came out with best hitting prospect. Nobody from the Phillies was on that list. But best pitching prospect, we did see our very own Andrew Painter on that list. So Andrew Painter was the second best pitching prospect, according to MLB Pipeline's uh, poll, sitting at number one. I always forget how to say his last name. Paul uh, Skeens, I think it is. Skeens, Tyler, you got how you say his last name? Skeens, yeah. One win for me. Well, that's two wins because I also got my cushions yesterday. He ran Paul Skeens definitely took the voting at 59%. a poll um, from front office executives exactly. around baseball yeah but it's good andrew painter's number two but then there's a lot of others question mark at number three with nine percent Cade horton at seven percent then jackson job kyle harrison and ricky tiedemann taking the five percent spot in the bottom of that list so we're seeing andrew painter justin crawford aiden miller getting some uh love on mlb pipelines voting list to yeah, start it, off su- it sucks andrew 2024 painter. you know you don't get to see him really pitch this year it's kind of a bummer uh but it's still nice to see that he's regarded that highly by front office ex- execs uh around the game it's rare the phillies have this uh you know I even know. their top prospects usually aren't like top 15 guys around mm-hmm. baseball and I saw, I think it was Keith Law recent. I think his top 100 list is coming out uh, very soon uh, because I think Starling Kaba and Eduardo Tahit both uh, have a shot at cracking the top 100 from a tease I saw yesterday. Oh, uh, yeah. But Andrew Painter is like, you know, he's the Cadillac of Philly's pitching prospects since probably like, I guess, Cole Hamels. I mean, you know, like yeah. some of these other guys just haven't really panned out. Who was Spencer Howard? was untouchable you know he flamed out and he was our our number one prospect for a while painters on a different level than Mm -hmm. a lot of what we've had over the last decade so really exciting just sucks we don't get to see him this year yeah and i know in the chat you guys are talking about paul um yeah i actually don't know how to say his last name i do know him as mr livy dunn because um oh is that who he is yeah he's the lsu Mm -hmm. pitcher he's the lsu pitcher that's livy dunn this guy's guy's winning a life an athletic yeah they're becoming quite the uh athletic couple there athletic babies future power but i don't know though actually though because she's not a she's a good gymnast but it's her nil deals and commercials that make her big name she's not like the best even at lsu still pretty freaking athletic very much so. so i mean i can't do half the things she can do i can barely do a cartwheel yeah but i didn't, I didn't realize he was that a power um, couple for that sure regarded around baseball i didn't either actually and he's but tall I, knew, if I believe like six four six i mean five. he he was probably dominated for LSU. the highest yeah. rated prospect pitching prospect to come out of the draft since, Strasburg. since probably steven strasberg yeah i mean this guy was filthy. I mean, touches 100, routinely sits at 97, 98, mm-hmm. you know, gets up to 101, 102, good breaking stuff, good command. I mean, he's just – and the thing is, too, like if you watch him pitch, he's so downhill. Yeah. And, and I hate – I caught a couple of those LSU games during their run. I hate to say yeah. that a pitcher's downhill because – mounds are elevated and every pitcher's downhill but the no, point, I know what, you mean. what i mean is like he's so long and his release point is so late and that's a good thing is that he is so like he's on top of you it's like if you watch zach wheeler's release point mm-hmm. he's on top of you when he lets the ball go it's the same thing for skeens this kid is gonna be something special he is six six of course he was picked six, number six, yeah, number one overall a ton of accolades he got in lsu all american pitcher of the year Variety of different things. Uh, but, yeah, the numbers that he posted at LSU, very impressive um, when you look at the fact that he – I'm trying to find, like, his his best. But 
Kyle, yeah, he's, Kyle Drabeck I see in the chat. He's Other, got a lot. And it shows you how good that team was, stuff. by the way, because they go one, two in the draft because Dylan Cruz went right after mm. him. And I mean, that, that LSU team was legit. Yeah. Yeah. 218 I'm, ERA in college um, in 119 games played. And he, yeah, I mean, his, his splits and stuff are very good. Very impressive. And uh, someone that I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing. And seeing how he pans out. Yeah, I've seen Livy. Dunn, the this is all ties together now because I've seen Livy Dunn rocking the Pirates hat oh, and stuff yeah. on her Instagram. So yeah, okay. <laughs> I see you, Paul Skeens. Uh, we'll be paying attention to you. Uh, but it's nice to see Andrew Painter. You know, yeah, a good right little there. gap in between second and third. It's Definitely pretty gap. substantial the gap between him and Painter. But you know, but he's there. We'll take our wins where we can get them with Philly's <laughs> pitching prospects. Yeah, small victories. Give ourselves a little <laughs> pat on the back. <laughs> and hopefully, Painter comes back stronger than ever in that arm. Yes. Well, some other things that have been coming out as well, um, because right now, as we kick off 2024, we love putting together rankings and odds and all of our predictions for the year. And one of the things that have come out as well are who's going to be winning the MVP for the NL. So 2024 NL MVP favorites have come out by DraftKings. Now, what I think is most interesting about this is I was reading an article a couple days ago as MLB was talking about who they're predicting to be the best players in 2024 this year. And they're predicting it's going to be between Mookie Betts, Shoei Otani, and Ronald Acuna Jr. And they say, oh, cool, all NL players. Right, Great. all yeah. NL players, Great. which is, we love. Great. Sarcasm there, guys. Um, Shoei Otani, they were saying, most likely won't be the best simply because he cannot pitch this year. So then you see this list come out, and not only um, is it the reminder that MLB is, is predicting that the best players in the league are going to come from not only the National League, but two of three of them coming from the Dodgers, then you get the MVP favorites. But again, we've got some representation there. Uh, we see Bryce Harper sitting at number five and Trey Turner at number 10. But of course, the top three for the 2024 NL MVP favorites, according to DraftKings, as of today, Ronald Acuna Jr., Mookie Betts, Shoei Otani taking that one, two, three spot. Um, but Bryce again, sitting at five and Trey at 10, at least we've got two in the top 10. Yeah. From a small uh, victories, I guess from a completely degenerate <laughs> mindset and not like a homerism aspect. Um, I think there's value in, and two guys that jump out at me right in the middle of that. Um, and Matt Olson's not bad at plus 1400 either. I think Bryce Harper and Freddie Freeman are worth some money. This is where I wish I knew that what the Dodgers lineup was going to mm. be in concrete because, you know, is Freeman batting second or third in that order? If he's batting second, I mean, he might not get better protection in the world than Shoei Otani batting behind you. If he's batting third, he's still going to have something. It's not like it's going to be horrible, but I wonder how much Freeman will benefit from this new lineup. Uh, yeah. You know, kind of maybe being the best hitter of the three of them. Uh, so I think he's really good value at plus 1,200. I think a full season of Bryce Harper, a guy that's won the award twice, that mm -hmm. kind of seems to step up, uh, you know, in pressure. And I think the Phillies are in a little bit of a pressure cooker here now with the expectation levels set higher than they've ever been in a long time. I think those two are really good values. And then Matt Olson, at plus, I never like betting the favorites okay. because, like, even Acuna plus five fifty is great, but like, I don't know. I, I like I like to go yeah. for a little bit of a bigger hit. On these yeah. season long bets, Matt Olson at plus fourteen hundred is also pretty damn good. So those are the three I would probably sprinkle a little bit of money on, even though Otani, Betts, and Acuna are going to be tough to like kind of dethrone there yeah. as the MVPs. Well, the hard thing is, I feel like when you have 
you know, at the top of your lineup, Betts, Otani, Freeman, in whatever order they're going to be in, as you mentioned, they're just going to raise it. Sh- they should, if it pans out, raise the level for each other, that their numbers are even better, which makes them as a favorite sitting pretty nicely. Um, but what I also took from this list is it did remind me of just the amount of talent across the NL and even that kind of had me like, God, that's right. Okay. As much yeah, as we talked about, yeah, as much as we talk about the Dodgers, um, and obviously we've all been actively trying to process what the Dodgers lineup's going to look like, what their pitchers are going to look like in their starting pitcher order, you know, how all this is going to play out. But it doesn't take away from the fact that aside from the Phillies and the Dodgers, we still have other teams. You know, you still have the Braves, you still have the Diamondbacks, you still have plenty of teams that, you know, have a lot of talent on their roster. So even as I was looking at this top 10, I was like, crap. Yeah, Trey Turner plus 2,200. I mean, if you think he stabilizes the final two months of the season into a full year, uh, it's not bad value either for a guy that's finished, you know, top three or four a couple times. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you it's not bad. And, you know, maybe if you hit one of these season long bets, you're you're going to say to yourself like, wow, I got all this money. I just hit plus 2200 on Trey Turner uh, to win MVP odds. Maybe that'll bring you into the housing market. I don't know. Just speculating here. If you were going to dip those toes into the housing market, I would recommend using Mortgage CS. They are awesome guys. Alec and Ben run the company. These two are workaholics. Uh, They literally encourage you to text them at any time, any time of the day. Even if you just want to complain about Philly sports, uh, maybe Monday night during the game, you just want to shoot Ben a text and say, man, Eagles suck. Well, you can do it. 267-391-7425. That's his cell phone number. And literally text him now and say, hey, I'm thinking about a mortgage uh, in about a year and a half from now. What can I do to improve my, uh, you know, chances of getting a better mortgage rate? He'll give you the the straight on dropping mortgage rates, rising mortgage rates. When's the right time to get in? When's the best time? Uh, he's going to help you get ready for this. Mortgage CS stands for Mortgage Concierge Service. They're a white glove service. They give you uh, 24-7 access to them. They are an independent mortgage broker right here in Philadelphia, uh, and they have full control of the lenders they work with. They are they want to help educate you and empower you in this process. You know, it's it's the biggest thing you'll ever sign in your life. These mortgages, uh, most likely, Uh, but they want to help you uh, obtain ultra competitive rates out there and they provide exceptional customer service. So seriously, reach out to them anytime, even if you're not in the market right now. Let these guys guide you through the process when it is time to do it. They have tons of easy-to-use tools to make sure the mortgage process is more approachable for you. When you think of the word mortgage, think of Mortgage CS. Think of Alec and Ben. Ben's telephone number is right there on the screen. That's his personal cell. Text him right now, 267-391-7425, even if it's just a question about the mortgage process. Email ben at ben at mortgagecs.com. You can call, text Ben any time of the day, just even talk sports or check them out at mortgagecs.com slash P-H-L-Y. The advertisement is not a commitment to lend or extend credit. Mortgage CS is an equal housing opportunity mortgage broker. All loans are subject to credit approval. Certain restrictions may apply. Company NMLS ID 1464766. Visit mortgagecs.com for more information. All right. Well, also, as we're gearing up for the 
new year, new season, it's time to get some new merch. And the best spot to do that is over at FOCO. And FOCO is a place that is the leading manufacturer for sports and entertainment merchandise. They provide you with seasonal options. They provide you with all types of things from slippers to overalls, hoodies, T-shirts to hats, sunglasses, literally getting you covered head to toe in the best merchandise. They've got bobbleheads, toys, collectibles, whatever it is you're looking to purchase. FOCO is the place to buy it and you can check them out at FOCO. They just were celebrating a great deal of 50% off for National Bobblehead Day this past weekend. They've always got something great for you. So over at FOCO, you can use code PHLY10 to be able to get 10% off of your purchase. And as someone that has unfortunately spent a lot of money and fortunately spent a lot of money at FOCO, I can tell you that 10% will go a long way. PHLY10 gives you 10% off of windbreakers, jackets, hoodies, whatever you're looking to buy, you can check it out at FOCO. All right. Well, as we get ready to uh, bring on our guest beforehand, we've got to go quickly down on the farm to talk Phillies prospects. Today is day three, right? What's today, Wednesday? Yes. Today is day three of our, I just like the scoreboard. If yeah, you haven't apparently noticed. you're just going to use it for anything <laughs> that has anything to do with a number at all, ever. Ah, the, the glare is just killing me here, but you guys get the point. Day number three, we're talking Co- about when, way, pond. You know, countdown. <laughs> Why not? Whenever we talk numbers, we're using the scoreboard, guys. We're taking, making the most of uh, that Amazon purchase. So we're talking about Wen Wei Pond today as our prospect that we're going down on the farm to discuss. All right. First things first, the baseball name. Let's go around the room. Does it pass? For, because for me, Wen Wei Pond sounds like a baseball name. Like this guy say, passes a- the name test with flying colors. Yeah, you're I mean, in? also, I don't really. He's a Taiwanese pitcher. Yeah. I mean, his name is. is it sounds like a baseball Taiwanese. Player. It's 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 giving what it's supposed to. Yeah, yeah Tyler. Sure. This is a baseball name. This is past the smell test for you. Uh, just th- a baseball name. Like, sure, Does he sound like, like a baseball player. I, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. I mean, like the, the, some guys just don't right, sound this, like baseball this, players. This, this portion you of your this portion of your down on the farm thing, they're nominal, like. Mm-hmm. Inclination to be a baseball player, it it doesn't it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything for you. You All don't right, well. judge your prospects based on their baseball names. You could be. What any, are you talking your about? Name, your name could be anything. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right, Wenwei is a 20 year old pitcher. He's got some great flame throwing stuff. Um, he has represented Taiwan at the U19 and U23 levels. And scouts have been watching him for years because of the numbers that he has. So at now uh, 21 years old, since he did have a birthday, uh, he's had in his 33 appearances, 63.1 innings pitched, 4-1 and 3.96 ERA with 88 strikeouts, 68 base runners, a 1.07 whip. And something that has been talked about a lot is the ability for him to mix it up. He's got a fastball. He's got a splitter. Um, his slider, he throws strikes. 67% of the time. And I know some reports are saying he occasionally can mix in a slower curve and a changeup. He's got a wide repertoire and his fastball is averaged around 96 miles per hour. He's flirted with triple digits, as they said, in the Florida State League. He is missing some some components, but he also has the ability to get a lot of strikeouts with his low 80 slider and then his 84 to 85 mile per hour splitter, which gets a, a lot of ground ball contact. So, Pan has a lot of uh, options that he can throw your way. Ah. <laughs> did that just come to you now? Or it did. Were, it did. You, did you work I don't on that ever one? come up with these things in advance. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah. So last <laughs> January, he was uh, part of their international signing period. 
the big acquisition at the time was Sterling Kaba or Starlin Kaba, who, who you'll hear about in the top 10 prospect list because he's skyrocketing up the list. Uh, Pon was the other one that they signed last January uh, at the start of the period. He signed for $3 million, as you said, out of Taiwan. Six foot three, two twenty. So he's got like that pitcher's frame. Uh, his numbers last year at the, at the Jersey uh, Shore really jump off the page at you. I think there's a lot to be excited about with this kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fifty-seven and two-thirds innings in Jersey last year. A two-eight ERA, a .87 WHIP. Uh, his walks per nine was only two point nine seven, and his strikeouts per nine was twelve point six four. Uh, so like you said, hard throwing, uh, love that there. Uh, they sent him to Clearwater to start his career. And then he kind of opened, uh, some eyes in his relieving role. There, uh, was sent up to Jersey and, and did a little more and just really, really, uh, a dominating presence out of the bullpen. I think he's projected to be, uh, you know, that bullpen piece. And if he can start regularly hitting hundred miles an hour, mm-hmm. as you said, he's touching on it. You know, if he can build up that arm strength a little bit more and regularly become a 99 mile an hour guy, uh, there's a, I think there's a lot of reason to be excited about this kid. 12.6 strikeouts per nine is filthy, yeah. filthy stuff. I think Tyler had up on the graphic, was it 67% of the time mm-hmm. uh, he throws strikes? So, you know, to me, that's a kid that attacks the strike zone uh, and he's got some nasty stuff as you went through. Um, I, you know, number 23 on this list. According to Baseball America, Prospectus, uh, MLB, all those, he's hovering right around that 22 to 25 range. Yeah. So you can kind of slot him in anywhere in there. Uh, but I think he's a kid uh, that that there's reason to be excited about. Yeah, stands at 6'3". Uh, he definitely has, as, as some reports have said, a dominating presence out of the bullpen. And scouting grades have him at a 65 for his fastball, a 50 for his slider, 50 for his splitter. His control at a 45 and his overall at a 40. And then that's the 20 to 80 scale that scouts right. use. Good clarification. If you're unfam- unfamiliar with those rankings. So, so those are all pretty solid numbers. I mean, anytime you're 55 or above um, in most categories, that's that's a pretty good starting point. So, you know, he's mm-hmm. definitely, the more and more we do this, the more and more I'm going to pay attention in season. I usually in the past would do occasional check-ins with these guys. Right. But, uh, you know, I think it's something we touch on in season and start following some of these guys because yeah. Wenwei Pan, uh, you know, all of a sudden in the Phillies top 25, he's only been in the system for a year. Those numbers are eye-popping. So uh, he's definitely one I'm going to be checking in on this year. Pretty, pretty exciting. What I like about him is uh, going back to when he was 16, a lot of his reports have indicated progress, which is something that also you have to keep an eye on. Okay, at 16, he's throwing 96, but how has he progressed with his strength and conditioning, his control? 16 years old, throwing 96. Yeah, Ooh. and so to see that he's year after year been making some progress and how he's, you know, controlling and, and even having that variety in his pitch uh, makes it exciting about what the future holds for when way pond. So someone to keep an eye on in day three, as I, we look at our daily down on the farm. Yeah. Deep dive. And one of the last things from a scout uh, with knowledge of him said he tends to keep the ball around the strike zone as the 67% strike rate mm-hmm. would tell you though. He's more control than command and could get to the big leagues in a hurry if he stays in this relief role. Mm-hmm. So, yep, he's got a lot in his wheelhouse, Jamie. A mm, lot in the bag, as the kids say, right? Isn't that what they say? Is that right? Are you in your bag? You got the bag? You secure the bag? Yep. You got tricks in your bag? What's what's up with the bag? <laughs> Does she have to spoon feed you <laughs> the reed? Got a lot in his wheelhouse, Jamie. 
We just did threes. <laughs> we can. We're about to have our guest on. We can do it after. It's fine. <laughs> I, I did not think that that. He's about to do it. Are we? <laughs> Jeez, guys are running a tight ship here. You know who else runs a tight ship in the card game? Well, that's Wheelhouse Cards. Because if you're a card head, you got to get to Wheelhouse because, man, they run a tight ship at Wheelhouse. They got the best gear, the best PSA card grading available to you. And they have two awesome locations in Wayne and Westchester. Uh, they're our go-to sports card, gift, and apparel shop in the Delaware Valley. Their motto is Cards and Community because a love of sports is what has us all hanging out here on YouTube this morning. Uh, it unites us all. They carry all your favorite brands like Top Chrome Baseball and Mosaic Football, as well as tons of great gear like T-shirt, hats, hoodies, and more from brands like Mitchell & Ness, 47 Brand, Junk Food, Starter, and one of my personal favorites, the throwback gear from Shy Vintage Sports. And if you're looking to have your card grade collection uh, grade or your card collection graded, Wheelhouse offers the PSA grading submissions. They also host a ton of different family-friendly events and birthday parties every single month. So stop into either of their stores in Wayne or Westchester. Open seven days a week at 11 a.m. and use code PHLY. Get $10 off any purchase of $25 or more in-store. Be sure to give them a follow on Instagram at Wheelhouse Cards. All right. Well, with that, <laughs> great job, Jamie. Great job, Tyler. Great job, me. Let's just have a moment of positivity. <laughs> I'm going to update the scoreboard now. I, I thought we were um, doing that after the interview. <laughs> it's okay, guys. It's I okay. thought you were just encouraging um, my bag talk. No, I liked it, though. I like, you know what? I liked what you were saying there. Mm -hmm. um, but now let's bring in our special guest for today. We've got Ryan Bloomfield from out of Oregon. He's a writer with Baseball HQ. Also a one half, I should say, of the Bubba and the Bloom podcast. Welcome, Ryan Bloomfield. Nice to have you here on PHOI Phillies podcast. Renee, Jamie, thanks for having me on. Love the energy that you all bring to the show. So I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, uh, so any of that, but we've been doing our down on the farm Phillies prospects report, like kind of going through the top 25 prospects. And, uh, uh, you know, we were talking about a kid today that was an international signing period uh, last year in January for the Phillies, Wenway Pond. I'm not expecting you to know much about him. Uh, but he, but he's a pretty exciting prospect. Uh, the international signing period, Ryan, is coming up. Uh, do you know much about like the big name prospects out there? I know the Phillies are tied to a, a Dominican league. I think a 17 year old kid. Uh, is there a big prize out there this year in the international signing period? There is one big one. I don't know if I don't know if your Phillies will be will be in on him or not. I've been rumored to go to, to San Diego, so I may be giving you guys some uh, some bad news here, but the name that, uh, that really sticks out for the international signing period uh, this year, if I can look them up, uh, where'd it go? I threw you on the spot with a tough uh, first question, uh, international signing Coming period. Coming with a fastball. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, these, these, these hard-hitting ones. Um, <laughs> uh, don't have his name. We we move on to the That's next one. I, I'll I'll bring it up. Um, okay. When I, when I see it. Yeah. All right. Well, while we're on the topic of signings um, and and free agency, let's talk about Showtime and Naga because uh, that news broke. The Cubs. 
finally decided to join the offseason conversation as the only team that hadn't done anything in free agency or any trades. The Cubs and Showtime and Naga have agreed to a deal. Um, I actually just lost the, the details of it myself. It's in my all these tabs that I have. But with that, welcome to the offseason, Chicago. Um, also, it should be expecting this to be the first and maybe a domino effect of some other moves for the Cubs. What are your thoughts when you finally heard the news uh, that the Cubs have, A, made a move in the signing, but also that Showtime Inaga, ahead of his Thursday 5 p.m. Eastern time deadline, has finally found a team to call home? All right. First off, before that answer, Renee, I do need to follow up on the name that I was uh, looking for for the international signing period. It's Leo Dallas DeVries. He is one of the rumored to be to San Diego and, and rumored to be about like a $5 million sign. Um, the, 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 the hype for him is, is off the charts. So uh, it goes by Leo, but Leo DeVries is, uh, is, was the name I was looking for. So sorry about that. Um, All right. Shota Imanaga. Yeah, no, that was uh that was a tough first question, but I, I like it. I like it. It wasn't my <laughs> well, dog in the like... show. <laughs> hey, hey, you, they, you well, guys have my you'll get, Ryan. I promise. <laughs> you guys had my co-host Bubba on the Bubba and the Bloom podcast on a, about a month or so ago, and and I think you took it easy on him. So that's uh, I'll, I'll have basically, to basically. Well, let me add some more there, Ryan. Actually, so the details that have come out so far about the deal with Imanaga and the Cubs, as Jim Bad was saying, is that they agreed to a very quote complicated deal that features an average annual value of 15 million and allegedly there were other teams um especially one other team i should say we don't know who that team is as of now at least i don't that offered double what was offered to imanaga but imanaga made the decision to become a chicago cub is is any deal not complex these days? I feel like with the Otani <laughs> deferral thing, like we need to be advanced accountants to be able to figure out some of this stuff with deferrals and and, and CBT and tax and that sort of thing. But uh, um, no, that makes sense. I mean, Imanaga to me is is interesting. We wrote him up at Baseball HQ. We we put out the baseball forecaster every year to play player profiles on on pretty much everybody. And uh, what we what we landed on with Imanaga was like I feel like he could be a solid mid rotation starter pretty much right away. He's, he's proven his chops overseas. He's got a 2.51 ERA over the past three seasons in Japan. And what we saw last year from in Imanaga was a pretty big bump in strikeout rate, which is what you really like to see, especially coming over uh, to see some of that swing and miss come over the, the big concern, the big concern with Imanaga, he is extremely home run prone and especially going to Chicago as you all know, in the in the summertime with that wind blowing out, like that that could be very much an issue. Uh, Imanaga gave up the second most uh, number of home runs um, in his Japanese league last year. So despite the, I guess the consistency, the the good ratios that Imanaga has posted, and the the bump in in strikeout rate, which which really does look good. I think the only thing holding him back right now is that uh, that gopheritis, uh, that, that home run issue that that kind of knocks him more down into a that maybe number three type starter for me. Yeah, Ryan, uh, Mike Schmidt here historically once hit four home runs in a game at Wrigley Field. So uh, we're very familiar with Wrigley's uh, <laughs> home run capabilities there. Uh, so a question I've been asking all of our guests so far is I think what the Los Angeles Dodgers are doing um, is actually really good for baseball because it puts a heel uh, in the sport, in one of the biggest markets in the country. I think more eyeballs are going to get to the Dodgers. I think more people are going to root for their demise and downfall because of the way they're spending. 
they they've taken like the Yankees death star of the early aughts and like juiced it up with some HGH. Do you think this super team is uh, is good for baseball? Yeah, I, I, I kind of grew up in the 90s and, and kind of hated the Yankees for every time they signed, a, you know, an A-Rod, a Teixeira, uh, all, all those guys. And so I, I do think it is good to have a heel. And the other interesting thing that or like a, a, a team to collectively root against, I think that's good for the game. I wish other teams would get on board with what the Dodgers are doing. That's a, that's a separate conversation, but I do feel like that, uh, that, that team that everyone loves to hate is, it can be a rallying factor. And the, I mean, the other thing I'll add is like with baseball, I think the beauty of the game is the postseason is almost a coin flip. Like you could be the best team. I and mean, we saw the Braves, the last, or the Dodgers, the last few years, Braves were probably, I know you guys don't like to hear that since you, you knocked them out. But the Braves Nasty, are probably. But we don't the, fear them in the postseason. Yeah. <laughs> you guys knocked out the Braves, who were probably the best team in baseball last year. It's. Um, I think that's the beauty of the sport is the the variance. And once you get to the playoffs, you go on a run, as you, as you all know. Um, it is it is far far from a shoe in that the Dodgers are World Series champs that everyone is uh, proclaiming them to be, despite all of the impressive moves that they've made thus far. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing that we've talked about. Uh, of course, there's other factors. The playoffs in general are a whole different beast. Injuries come into play. It's such a long season. Um, obviously, you're not we're not wishing that on anybody, but it, we know it's part of the game, and that's uh, also something that drastically can change things up. But I know you mentioned the Yankees as someone that, um, much, much like most of us, disliked the Yankees growing up in the 90s. And the Yankees have been tied to a, a few different names, Josh Hader being one of them. Now, recent reports have indicated Josh Hader's kind of been on a delay where teams are prioritizing starting pitching in Jordan Montgomery, Blake Snell. Of course, Shodai Minog was one of those names as well, but he's now off the board. And because of that, Josh Hader's kind of been waiting to see where those starters are going to sign before finding a deal of his own. The Yankees and Rangers have been two teams connected to Josh Hader, but I know various reports have said we're probably not going to see Josh Hader come off the board until Snell or Montgomery um, is, is, is gone. What are your thoughts on Hader as a reliever, uh, the best relief pitcher on the market, but still waiting and where you think he's going to possibly end up? I mean, if, if I had to guess, it's going to be the Dodgers, right? They just sign everybody, but, uh, but a Hader can take his time. <laughs> I mean, with relievers, like the, it's not that much of a ramp up time for new teams and getting used. I mean, relievers, you just kind of, you're in for an inning, you, 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 you go all gas and, and, and that's your thing. Hater himself, like it's interesting. 522 ER. If we if we had this conversation this time last year, Josh Hader's coming off a 522 ERA, 128 whip, where he just basically collapsed um, with, with with San Diego after that trade from Milwaukee. Fast forward to now, 128 ERA with San Diego last year. I think I think Hater's true talent level is somewhere in between, maybe like a mid threes ERA guy, which is, which is good, which is serviceable. And he's, he's had the track record of being able to hold down the role for some time. I don't think he is a top tier closer anymore. I, I think, I think whoever pays for Josh Hader, every free agent is technically an overpay in, in my opinion, but I think whoever's going to pay for Josh Hader a few years on that contract where he's 30 now, um, I think you're getting a good closer, but I don't think this is a game changer or, or anyone who is going to be uh, elite this year. 
Uh, so, Ryan, one of the things we talked about today was uh, DraftKings released the NL MVP odds yesterday. <laughs> and, uh, wow, uh, I think all the best players in, in baseball, like almost all, are in the NL now. If I was giving you $100 of funny money to place on a guy to take home the NL MVP this year, I mean, you're talking about multiple MVP time, uh, winners. You have Acuna, Betts, Otani, Harper's in there, Freeman's in there. I mean, Matt Olson, Corbin Carroll, Manny Machado, Trey Turner, uh, and Fernando Tatis. Uh, where is Ryan's $100 season-long NL MVP <laughs> bet going? Ooh. I mean, it's it's almost impossible to not go with Ronald Acuna based on what we saw last year, but history has shown that even the best players, like that that follow-up season is incredibly, incredibly hard to, uh, to reproduce. So uh, Acuna seems like the obvious, but he also has the best odds. So if I'm going down this list a little bit, I'm going to go Fernando Tatis. I think Fernando Tatis is now one more year removed from that suspension, that shoulder injury that we saw. I know San Diego with them trading Soto to New York. I don't know if they're going to be in the hunt, but I feel like in today, you just need to make the, the, the playoffs and that kind of qualifies you right or wrong to be to be going with the NL MVP. And I think, uh, I think Fernando Tatis is still one of the most talented players in the game. And if San Diego, San Diego makes a run, it is because of Fernando Tatis. And he is what? Sixth down the board. Thousand, yeah. on NL yeah. MVP, so. He's behind Otani. Uh, and then yep. Harper and Freeman are sandwiching them there. So yeah, it's a, that's a good one. Plus like a that. thousand. I like that. I like that. Well, we've talked a lot about the big name players, big name teams. Uh, our producer, Tyler, has a great question for you, actually. Tyler, I'm going to actually just let you ask it versus me taking your question. Yeah, so last <laughs> year we uh, we kind of got a, a little bit of a shock with Arizona making the run that they did. And uh, maybe you call them a little bit of a sleeper, you know, with hindsight in mind. Um, I have one team in particular that I think is like the sleeper of 2024. I'm curious, do you have any teams heading into this season that you think could be that team that we look back and go, wow, that was a really good team. And they made a run and we weren't expecting that in, in January of 24. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go two. I think you're, you're more obvious sleepers, Minnesota. I really like the twins. I know they made the playoffs last year and started to make a run. Um, I think with that rotation, what, what, what that organization does philosophically with uh, their starting pitchers is, is fantastic. So I think Minnesota, if they can just stay healthy on the hitting side, is one that uh, that sticks out. And if I'm digging really deep, Detroit Tigers, like don't sleep on the Tigers uh, next yeah. year. They, they have a rotation. Yeah. Tariq Skubal looks like an ace. Um, yeah. the, 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 the lineup wasn't that bad and, and really nobody expects anything from the Detroit Tigers. I don't really think the division's that tough either. So they can uh, at least make some noise, I think in the central uh, and somewhere where, where, where nobody expects them to do so. Yeah. Ryan, last one for you. Um, way too early World Series prediction. <laughs> Who you got squaring off next year? Do the Dodgers pull it off and get there? Hey, hey this is easier than the uh, than the international signing uh, <laughs> question that we let off with. I'm I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Baltimore. Okay. In the AL. Uh, love what they did last year. Young team. I think they only build from there. And then, unfortunately, I will say the Dodgers will face. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They okay. are good. Sorry to, I like to be a little obvious. I can't go too far off off script. We'll, we'll go off script with Baltimore and we'll keep it. We'll keep it tight with L.A. Fair enough. 
Yes, yes. Well, Ryan, uh, of course, uh, never too early to give those predictions. I've We talked about it here. Like, this is the time. It's January. It's a new calendar year. We're getting closer to opening day. Now's the time to just throw out your predictions and see uh, what, what sticks to the wall like pasta. So, Ryan, we appreciate you for taking time out of your Wednesday to join us here on the show and all the great work you're doing to cover the league. It's been a pleasure having you to jump in and weigh in on your thoughts on players, teams, predictions, and much more. So thank you. Appreciate it. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yes, you're right. Thank you. All right, guys, make sure you check out Ryan's work that he's doing as a writer with Baseball HQ, as well as his work with the Bubba and the Bloom podcast. Uh, don't, don't, just doing a fantastic I, job covering I, I the league. I guarantee you he hung up and goes, I can't believe the first question I got was about <laughs> international signing period. Good job, I, I did not Great to, first impression. I, I did not mean to intentionally. Uh, what a bunch of jerks. Throw them the hardest <laughs> question ever. Uh, that's a really tough question yeah i don't know i just was like stream of consciousness on the international signing thing because of <laughs> one way pawn and then i just went with it and i went that was a really hard question you dumbass yeah usually you open up with a nice like yeah, oh i little, like nice like yesterday softball. with nick i was like i like your sweatshirt can we see your sweatshirt you're like who's the name on international signings that we should keep an eye on yeah, for free yeah. agency wow <laughs> jamie lynch folks jamie lynch my bad uh, <laughs> It's all right, Jamie. It's all right. All right. Well, as we talked about, Showtime Inaga is off the board officially. The details have been coming out slowly around um, exactly how the Cubs came to an agreement with Imanaga. And we will officially get the breakdown of, of what his contract is and everything, of course. Um, but with that makes us now wonder what's next for the Cubs, specifically Reese Hoskins for keeping an eye on Reese. And we will be closely watching to see, um, I imagine it'd be, it won't be too long. They've already been so closely connected to Reese Hoskins as a favorite. And feels like everybody unanimously is saying that that's the spot that Reese is going to go. So I am, I think since it's Wednesday, you know, now they're going to focus on the, the fine print of Imanaga's deal. And then I'm, hoping we see a Reese Hoskins deal within the next week. Yeah, it seems like they're interested in anybody. You know, we talked about yesterday, Chapman, Reese, Bellinger. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it would make sense uh, that for a team with the big market spending uh, capability to uh, to not make a move for so long. I can't imagine this is the only move they were making. Uh, we'll see if Bellinger returns. He seems to be, I guess, the top prize on the board uh, remaining amongst free agents. Uh, does he return to Wrigley? Because as Ryan just said, you know, Wrigley is uh, in the height of summer, a hitter's park. Uh, so maybe yeah. he goes back there. We'll see. But yeah, I think Reese Hoskins, I think I, you know, I put out a tweet yesterday from the show account. I said, Reese and the Cubs just continue playing footsie under the table, yeah. but they haven't, 
they haven't uh, they haven't smooched yet, and it feels like they're just inevitably going to smooch. That was again one of those tweets where if you're ever wondering who's putting out which tweets, you know, because that was I heard you saying that. Footsie clearly, under the table. yeah. Like I would do. Kids that still out. do footsie. I don't know. I'm not a kid. No, no. No, you're not a kid. I don't know what's happening out there in, uh, in, in the, the. Well, you were out in the streets with your bonnet, chasing <laughs> down. Uh, you know, pillows. I was last back night. in these streets <laughs> last night, guys. I was in these Philly streets last Fussy night. It was always a weird thing. It is a weird. It's a. Yeah. It's a. Yeah, it's odd. Um. Rex so Ryan's some other news. World. Some other news. Oh Lord have mercy. Other news that we can run through before we uh, move along. The the Mets and the Marlins have been tied to Jesus uh. Lazardo. There's uh, reports that have come out that they've had contact regarding. Jesus Lazardo. So we'll be, of course, keeping an eye on that. Talks had revolved around third base and Brett Batty. Beatty? I never know how to say Beatty. his last name either. Right? Or is it Batty? Beatty. It's, it's Beatty. 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 It's Beatty. Yeah. Batty doesn't make sense. Unless you're a Batty. <laughs> <laughs> also- yeah. Well, hopefully the Mets don't get involved with Lazardo because, you know, Senga's really good and coming off his, uh, you know, rookie year in Major League mm-hmm. Baseball. But there's a possibility Lazardo just becomes their number two I mean like the Mets rotation right now is just like a bunch of like it's kind of similar to the Cardinals I think Tyler and I were talking about this the other yeah. day it's just like a bunch of threes and fours it's like a whole staff Senga's good now he's different from the rest of the four but the other four are all just kind of like there, there's this, like there, the only thing that separates those two is is Kodai Senga yeah and like the fact that um the Mets starting rotation doesn't qualify for AARP. Yeah. Like, and they're going to go watch Jeopardy and go to bed. Jose Quintana. But that also makes sense for what recent reports have indicated that the Mets might just be waiting. They might be waiting this year, um, not doing much. And then next year looking to bring in a starting pitcher that's going to be hitting free agency of Zach Wheeler's in free agency. They've they've already been talking Zach Wheeler. Even more important of a reason to get that extension done. Yeah. The Mets are right now planning for the future. I don't like it one bit. If the Phillies just let's say extend Zach Wheeler. They obviously extended Aaron Nola, and they add like one non-sexy bullpen piece. What what's the average fans feeling going into next year? Like great, not really excited. Just kind of like we're really running this back. Is that going to be the opening day vibes? I don't know, but you do have to lock in Wheeler. But I mean, yeah, if you lock in Wheeler and Nola, as, you, as you've seen from these pitching markets, needs- like. It's a pretty good situation to be in. They it do is. have one of the better rotations in baseball. Um, I think for next year, a lot depends on this year. It's hard to even say, but I don't know. I'm just talking about like opening day this year. Is that, oh, just, yeah. is that just going to be the feeling of like, oh, uh, we're running it back? Yeah, actually. That's it's kind of like everybody else around the league has been making some changes, but at least they're starting pitchers and adding bullpen arms and adding guys. And the Phillies right now haven't. We've just been. We're not as bad as the Cubs, but are we? I mean, obviously Aaron Nolo, that was huge, but we haven't really. Yeah, done I mean, Nolo and Wheeler are big moves if you're able to get it done, but that's even more of a reason um, to get Wheeler done. Hopefully, hopefully we'll they're see. starting uh, negotiations because what, 33 days away? Or yeah. you changed the scoreboard. 32. Again. 32 Sorry. days away. Um, you know, those talks can happen in spring training. They failed with Nola last year in spring training talks. Hopefully they don't fail with Wheeler here because. Yeah. Well, again, uh, according to Mark Faison and some different reports are going out that the Mets allegedly might be kind of waiting for next year for the starting pitching market, which in the offseason will include possibly Zach Wheeler, Corbin Burns, Walker Bueller, Max Freed, uh, some others that are set to become available then. So keeping an eye on that because we're hoping that we don't see uh, wheels 
tied to the Mets or anybody else outside of the Phillies. I don't even want to see Lizardo tied to the Mets because he's good. Oh, I know. Also, the Marlins did have a new hire that they brought in. I like this hire. Yay, diversity. Bringing in Rachel Balkovec, who uh, is going to become the director of player development. She's joining the Marlins. They tweeted that out. So that was exciting news to hear. I like when we see women getting these opportunities in sports to be coaches as well. And so she's going to be or working in a, in a role that they have. Yeah, it's a big role. I mean, director decisions. of player development is a big it's huge. one. Huge. Yeah. Um, so good. Good for the the Marlins going outside the box there. Uh, she's you know was hired by the Yankees a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I, did Gabe Kapler have a role in one of her first hires in the league? I I think she might have worked with the Giants under Gabe like his first year and then gone to the Yankees. Whatever it is, uh, it's good to see. Yeah, some diversity. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, when she was named the manager of the minor league team, the Tampa Tarpon, Tarpons, that was, she became the first woman to work full-time as a manager of a major league-affiliated team. She's making, breaking some glass ceilings, so congrats to Rachel on that opportunity now and to step into a new role. Love her too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, and then some other things uh, before we get into our positive vibes and thoughts and drinking to mm. wrap up the show. Um <laughs> Drinking. We're talking alcohol, guys. Um, we had already been talking about, of course, all these top 10 lists that are coming out. One that we talked about was MLB Nerds' uh, top list of pitchers. Well, now MLB Network's come out with their top list of starting pitchers. Uh, the top 10 right now that they've got Garrett Cole, Corbin Burns at number two, Zach Gallen, Justin Verlander, Blake Snell, Zach Wheeler Too at number six, Zach Spencer Strider at number seven, Logan Webb, Max Freed, Sonny Gray at number 10. And so uh, How the hell that you... is what was voted by fans. Oh, apparently. that's the fan one. Okay. Um, that's the fan list for top. Wait, what? No, no, no. You're reading no, the MLB reading Network's the one. one. Oh, the my other gosh. one is the fan one. Oh, shucks. Let me How read... the hell do you put Zach Allen yeah. and Justin Verlander? Ahead? Yeah, this is MLB Blake's... Network's top 10. Yeah, like Blake Snell. Okay, you can make the case because he's a two-time Cy Young winner. If you want to put him ahead of Zach Wheeler. But, like, for Spencer Strider to be seventh on this list, behind and Corbin Burns is nasty. I don't know if he's the second-best pitcher in baseball, but to have Zach Allen number three... Yeah. What? I just don't see how you can have Wheeler Strider um, behind Gallon. Like uh, that's and even Verlander at this point. I know he got better as the year went on last year, but like body of work, it's resume, the it's the World sure, Series run. But like to me, it's the World Series run. Anybody, yeah, anybody know. like to tell me where uh, where where George Kirby is? Uh, he's number ten on the fan list. Or number nine on the fan list. Yeah, Sonny Gray's actually. I don't actually, know why MLB Network did this as their top ten. This is a really weird top ten list. Yeah, very strange. And then the top ten fan list. So this is the one that I was getting confused. This is the list that was uh, voted on by fans for the best starting pitchers. And MLB Network also revealed this. So this is according to fan voting. I think so the fan some, voting is better than the actually MLB Actually, I do Network. too. So the fan <laughs> voting is, in this order, Cole, Strider, Snell, Gallon, Wheeler, Verlander, Webb, Freed, Kirby, Burns. So George why, Kirby did make this list at number why nine. Why is Zach Gallon that much higher than in both than Wheeler? Am I missing something? I know he's a really good pitcher. I'm not trying to discredit Zach Gallon, but I don't know. I, I think Zach Wheeler's getting shortchanged on these lists a little bit. I do too, and I'm a little bit surprised. And not just saying that because he's a 
you know, Phillies pitcher. I mean, but. Zach Gallon. Like, if you wanted to make the case, Spencer Strider, sure. If you even want to say Verlander, okay. Like Snell, okay. Like I can, I can accept those as debatable uh, points. Mm. But Zach Gallon, I just don't get. Like, I think he's a step behind Zach Wheeler, and that's yeah. not to say he's not a top ten pitcher. But I think he's more in that seven to ten range than he is. Top three or four? Guys, I think I think we really need to get our own lists out. We and will at this point say because the like exact same thing. we're sitting here and we're talking about the you know these other lists and and we go well it should be this guy and that guy and this guy and, and at this point like we've probably already put together our list yeah, like probably just yeah. via uh, like Maybe four we'll different shows. Week. We probably should just get our own out there. At this we point. talked about the, the idea. Gallon? Do you I see? Mean, do you see? I this? think that's where we need to do a nice deep dive into maybe what we missed. Maybe because we're not watching as closely that there's something that we didn't notice. I had him on my fantasy team. I but followed him pretty closely. Tyler, like, I am know. I missing something? For what, Gallon? Yeah. I think Gallon's probably a top seven or eight pitcher in the league. Yeah, I think, I, I think he's, he's around that seven, put eight at range. Two, three, four. I don't know Be- if I. Ahead of Strider and, and Wheeler? Well, I don't see that. I, I will say this. If you gave me an option to take Zach Gallon or Spencer Strider, I would really, really have to think about it. Oh. Because I understand Strider's got the high strikeout that's e- rate. That's I, easy for I, me. I get it. Strider's a three six three seven ERA guy a lot of times. Like the I I think that the the optics of Strider are better than the actual numbers of Strider. Mm-hmm. And that's not to disrespect the guy. He's a top ten pitcher in baseball to me. Yeah, we're both talking about top ten guys. But I, mean, no I think that I, I would have to to strong like like hmm. he like he won twenty games last year and he struck out two eighty but he also posted a three almost a three nine yeah I love I mean, the Blake Zach Snow Allen at a chat. three oh yeah <laughs> bless you Zach Gallon with Snow. a three four seven ERA last year I mean we'll have to take we'll have to take a close look and do our own list for sure because Zach Gallon is a guy that maybe we're missing something on I don't know no I mean um, we're saying he's top ten I don't, I don't think we're yeah, missing I mean, I mean just... like uh, but for him to be above Zach Wheeler. Um, we'll have to come up with our own list. Maybe so. the postseason numbers are, are skewing too much in my brain. With I think Wheeler, the postseason. I, but I still don't see him as number three or number four in the league. Know. Well, we will keep talking about it and figure out our own list. We're going to have to uh, come up, and we will be breaking down by positions, our own rankings on the show. Uh, and I think this is our sign to, to, to start next week, to get this going, because – I agree with you guys in the chat. And like you're saying, Jamie, like, what are we missing here? So time for our own PHOI Phillies rankings to come out. Uh, stay tuned Jim on Cunningham that. Jim Cunningham is with you, Tyler. He said yeah. he'd take Gallon And, and remember, it's like, I, I, I want to make this very clear. Like, I'm, I'm debating. I'm having this. Like, it's an internal monologue between me and mm-hmm. me. You're going to be debating this on your two, ride two people home and be a dialogue later. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not, I'm not just going to immediately make a decision. I, like, Strider's stuff is filthy. And you don't strike out 280 batters by accident. Right. But the ERA is much higher than I think a lot of people believe just because. But everybody's ERA was higher last year. You know, like right, even Gallon's right. like a 3 4, 3 5 guy. Nola became <laughs> north of four. Correct. You know, like I think everybody had an adjustment That's period a good point. last year. Yeah. We'll see. We will see. All right. Time to get into our wrap up and our positivity of the day. We've got Ooh, guess that stands. We've I got can't our daily positivity. I'm, I'm in on this game. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough. I have to sneeze. All right. Let her so, rip. Look at the lights. No, kiwi, kiwi, kiwi. Look, kiwi, kiwi, kiwi. <laughs> it stops you from sneezing. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Does it? Next time you have to sneeze, say kiwi, kiwi, kiwi. I like sneezing. I guess because it clears things out. Yeah, it's a good release. I don't. I feel like you know what's the worst is when you sneeze when you're driving. I my life flashes before my eyes every <laughs> single time. I'm like, <laughs> I used to get kicked because I I really let a sneeze Terrible. go. 
in um when i blow my nose and i sneeze i i like to you know like lean into it and really oh, like okay. try and clear it and when i was in grade school i got kicked out of a class once for blowing my nose too loud and the teacher was like Ew. you have to go see the discipline because i was a little bit of a class clown so you know my background didn't help my nose blowing and they thought i was trying to class clown it up and i was like no i, I really just like to blow my nose like really loud but also who blows their nose loudly in the classroom like somebody that. with a runny nose yeah but like the te like during class you're all loud blowing i don't it. know i don't think i was like doing it intentionally over them i think i was just blowing my nose huh and it's just perceived to be a loud i nose feel blowing. like the thing to do is to like maybe just quietly blow I was in like fifth grade I wasn't thinking oh. about like social you were norms. class clown in elementary school yeah a little bit I could totally see that yeah all right let's get into some positivity it's huh. you all right it's me Renee's I'm gonna go with I gotta write this Castellanos down. will have a consistent year better splits no drop off listen when Nick Castellanos came in for that five-year deal that he inked um we had high expectations for him of just where he would help with the the lineup in itself and so I feel like this is the year we're going to get a Nick Castellanos. We saw kind of an up and down between the all-star break and postseason. You know, there was a lot that happened in between yes, there. The highs so were high. And it was the lows a, lot, a lot of low. highs and lows, a lot of roller coaster. It was roller coaster, Nick. So I would love to see Nick Castellanos just be more steady. I'm not expecting a drastic increase in his okay. splits and numbers, but I think just more consistency from Nick would be great because to have you know, back-to-back multi-homer games in the postseason, and then you go, like, seven straight games where you can't even get a hit. I, we need to find a middle ground here. So my expectation and hope for Nick Castellanos is across the board from opening day through the, the you know, the final game of the season, we get a steady Nick. I hope so. That's all we need. I think that if he's more consistent, he can – this – we need better at-bats, and we've talked about it for the Phillies time and time again – that's a need. That's an area that can be improved upon. I think Nick is one of those guys that can help, you know, just, raise the middle. Just coming off a nice of vacation in Jackson Hole with the Turners and the Harpers. Yeah, exactly. I like that. That was that was cool to Good see. Team that was bonding. Fun. I loved that. So maybe now. Except if you're like JT or somebody you thought was like in with them. I always do. You yeah. see that from the outside and go like, oh, I guess I'm I was not, surprised. I mean, I'm not Bryson. In that cool guy Bryson. They just had a baby, so maybe they decided not to take that trip. Oh, that was a pain in the ass. With the new yeah, and no. they're uh, she was born in like November, so it was like still very yeah. young. So okay, I'm like okay, maybe that's why. But like they JT's went there. like, but like their age group. I would think JT like would be there. Like, do you think he's like? That's really, what I was thinking. Who's who else is missing? That? I hope the invite went out to a couple of people. Don't worry. Don't want any mean Could girl clicks awkward. to start in that I know. They're room. getting a little clicky. But that is my hope. Nick Castellanos is going right. to have a steady, consistent year. Not a drastic step forward, but just we don't need the drop-off of you going game after game without hits and then game after game where you're hitting back-to-back -back homers or something like that. Just give us solid at-bats, be great in the batting order, um, and be good in the <laughs> outfield. That's it. Spiral out cracks me up with his comment. <laughs> he says, I am positive that Stubbs will bat under 200, oh. but be a great clubhouse guy. That sounds about right. Yeah. Still, um, still and not then over his before we get into guest that stand, something that was interesting, I know that you found, Jamie, was the list that came out for which Major League Baseball fans drink the most. I don't know who they pulled for this. So it's, but uh, with the, this, it's the average. The Phillies are uh, very low. Average money spent on alcoholic beverages during games. 
Now, the most common mm. theory amongst Phillies fans is they're already been drinking. We're a higher intellect than most fan bases. Yeah. So we really get after it in the Jetro and K Lots. Yeah, like we're not before we go in because we're not dumb enough to spend all of our money. First of all, it's like twenty dollars to buy a drink. Daddy at got Citizens a Park. Uh, my wife uh, a cocktail during the playoffs, and I think it was with the commemorative cup, like twenty eight dollars. Right. Or Right. You're spending $23 <laughs> for one. What's that beer for bat one. cost? I think the beer bat's like two and a half oh, beers. Just, yeah. I, 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 I haven't bought one, but I would imagine that price tag is probably. So that's the other thing on this list. The average spend last. the average spend on alcohol, the White Sox in first, it's $46 is the average spend on alcohol. I'm not going to a game spending upwards yeah, I, I don't of $40 blame White Sox fans for getting bombed at the game that team's a disaster and their ownership group's disgusting somebody on our, our, our i put out the tweet last night and somebody tagged a white Sox fan in it and said does this uh does this check out for you and the guy wrote back like oh hell yeah that definitely checks out so the white Sox fans well get after it it makes sense to me and then like he's on the reverse with the phillies at dead last the average is 23 dollars. okay it costs 20 to 28 dollars for the cheaper stuff that's before you getting like i still kind of doubt that this. I don't, unless, but it, it actually unless it's a more family friendly park than a lot of others, I, I don't know. I still think so. Fans here's are, here's what I there's thought. There's no way that we're last. Here's what I thought when I looked at this. I think what we're not taking into consideration is tailgating because if you if you were to somehow be able to calculate how much, you know, I could go spend. I mean, I don't drink beer, but I'll go buy, you know, my my Trulies or whatever for twenty bucks and drink that in the parking lot and then go in the game and get just one drink. Or the other part of it is how many of us are actually just muggling drinks in and you're not even just paying for drinks. Oh yeah. Yeah. You uh, just they bring have a, the, that beer belly. Like you bring uh, a drink, you bring your drinks in, you bring in like whether it's a can, a flask, whatever. I, still I know we talked about like smuggling in food and spaghetti and stuff. Like mm -hmm. it might just be that the Phillies fans are more creative. We don't, Citizens Bank you know, Park, what's don't your spaghetti money. policy? <laughs> That's my guess. I, I mean, I don't if it's like which fans drink the most in general, the Phillies are definitely There's not. There's no way lowest. the Phillies are last. I'll just There's say no that. way. There's, There's no, no way. way. But even still being last with all of that is very odd. So huh. polls these days. All right. Well, with that, as we get ready to wrap up, our final thing on the show sheet, guys, because we actually have well, gotten to every single thing except merch. We got new merch before we get to the guest that stance. Uh, yes, we had some new merch released yesterday. Yeah, I it's wrote that down. awesome. Uh, so head to allphly.com. If you're a diehard, you get discounts on merchandise. Uh, actually, my favorite item that came out yesterday, second place was the Eagles hoodie. First place was the Matt Vey Michkov hoodie, mm. the Mad Russian. Uh, so some new stuff on the locker room on the website. So make sure you're checking that out because there's some really good stuff on there and that's only going to get bigger and grow and grow and grow. So we'll get some more and more cool yeah. stuff. So head to allphly.com and check out the locker room for the new gear release. Yes. It's, it's awesome to see that we are continuing to add more and you guys have chances to buy some great merch and it definitely also for us is connected to a lot of what makes Philly sports great, you know? So go check that out. The PHLY locker um, to see what we've been releasing recently with our latest merch. All right. That being said, let's play Guess That Stands. Scoreboard and, update. And make sure you're playing along. Uh, we'll be posting it on our Twitter account daily at PHLY underscore Phillies. Correct. Um, the score is two to one. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamie just enjoys it. Jamie, all of a sudden, oh, I like this game now, all of a sudden. I like this better than Guess That Ballpark. Ah, I'm sure you do. Well, the Guess That Ballpark was hard. This is going to be hard, too. I think think this is going to be harder than I expected. The first two were kind of like two of the most famous Phillies, like, ever in Ryan Howard and J-Roll. So this is going to get tougher that's the thing so we're doing one every single day guess that stands there's 42 we've already done two so we've got 40 left dating back to 2006 only philadelphia phillies and as jamie mentioned we've already did ryan howard and jay raw so it's only going to get tougher which means i'm not going to get points and i'm going to lose but it's fine everything's fine all right tyler who we got oh i got it i'll slack it to you tyler I think I actually have it too. Do you? Maybe I'm a little bit better at this than I thought. Well, again. I don't know. It depends on if I'm actually correct. Uh, I'm just going to put in Philly's beat, Tyler, because I can't find your DMs. I can't slide in those DMs. Okay. <laughs> I think this is one. Uh, All right, Jimmy's that, locked in. Uh, this was. What? This is easier than yesterday's, I think. Almost as easy as day one. Would yeah, you, I would say that this is the second, uh, like, the in, second in order, it's it's two. Yeah. Because yesterday, Jimmy, you know, switch hitter. Sure. Yeah, this one's easy. You know, I don't really like when you guys do this because now if I get to, You guys have this habit of, like, oh, Jason this is so, Michael. so Jason easy. Jason Michaels. Von Hayes. <laughs> and then when you do this, and if I get it wrong, I feel stupid because you guys are like, oh, my God, this is the easiest thing ever. Like, anybody can get this. Even a blind person can get this. <laughs> And then I don't I think don't a blind person this. can get this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But y'all will say some stuff like that, and then I will get it wrong, and now I've, I'm stu- I look stupid. Or All right, guys. Stupid. Both of your answers are locked in. This are one. We- what do you mean? You already wait. submitted. You okay. said it to me. To we don't get the wait, 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 wait. Have you heard a correct answer? I'm not answering these questions anymore, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I think that this, is, this is stalling and cheating We're already at the same 12 time. minutes over. And I'm you're not answering these questions more. anymore. <laughs> Have you heard a correct answer? You are the man. I've heard answers. No. Woo! Yeah, you better have gotten that. Oh, that was tough. You are the man. It's tough because I feel like the easier you guys claim it is, the more pressure. If you were like, oh, my gosh, this is so difficult. And if I get it wrong, Ricky Jordan. I Oh, man, I thought Ricky Jordan was going to be the best. Either you know who it is or you don't. Thank you, Martian. Yeah. Golly. That, that, That do be how answering questions works. You know it or you don't. Oh, before we go. Don't you know? Brandon Duckworth. Do you know what that's from? Fargo? Ah, dang it. I just knew Jamie would know what show that was from. Did you watch it, Tyler? Don't no. you know? No. Do you know what show that's from? No. You don't know Bobby's World? Does uh, anybody know Bobby's World? Yeah, no, me? I know Bobby's World. Oh, good. At least you know it. Yesterday I was saying it and... Where did this come from? Yesterday in the show... Uh, on the union show, I was, I, I said it. <laughs> that was the most obscure, hard right turn into Bobby's world. Where did that even come from? Where, did you just I, have, don't you know, come into your mind and you decided to talk Bobby's actually, world? Jamie, you like grapes? Like, are we just asking questions now? <laughs> what? Where the hell did, are you? Tyler, if you remember yesterday, I said, yes, I'm going to ask Jamie. I know what you're talking I, about. I, I knew you were going to do it show, on the show. But yesterday on the union show, I randomly was like saying something. I was like, don't you know? And JP and Tyler didn't know what I was referring to. And oh, I was like, man. you've never seen Bobby's World? So I was like, I'm going to ask Jamie tomorrow on the show. I bet he knows it. <laughs> and then I Maybe with a little more context, I, I could have gotten that. But yes, I, I, I remember Bobby's mother. 
Yes! Woo! Okay. Don't yeah. you know? Well, it's been another fun day here on PHY Philly's podcast. Don't you know? And it was we, a good show. <laughs> we got through everything on our show sheet. We both got our things correct. Yay. All right. Now that like the big three, I would say Harper's the remaining like big fourth. It's three to um, two. It's going to be a lot tougher. That those three are off the board now. I know. I know. I'm a little nervous, actually. Yeah. But that's why I'm, I'm glad I'm getting some of these, these layups. You know, you start off easy. Yeah. You get the, Had those stats. Yeah. I'm Even if Bede said it sure. the other night, you know, when he got his last 30 and 10 game, he said, sometimes it's good to just go out there and stat that's your, what I'm doing. I'm padding stats. stats. I'm getting, yeah. you know, I'm getting putbacks. I'm getting layups. I'm getting free throws. Uh, so, yes, we're starting out light. I'm a cushion catcher, guys. That is correct. Don't you know? So thank you so much for tuning in. It's been fun. We got through our show sheet today. So small victory there. And we only went 12 minutes over, 13 now and counting. Mm-hmm. All right. So make sure you're liking, subscribing, checking out our new merch that's dropped on PHOI Locker to, ke- to get the latest hoodies, shirts, and things that we have there. And uh, we'll see you back here. We've got another guest joining us tomorrow on Thursday, Herb Lawrence from out of Chicago. He's uh, going to be joining us. Well, Ask them tomorrow. about their alcohol problems in White Sox. I know. Life. It's perfect timing to have someone on to talk White Sox <laughs> when allegedly the White Sox are just alcohol. Their fans are alcoholics. So what better person to have on than Herb Lawrence to talk about it from our uh, sister, brother, cousin station, depending on how you want to refer to it, CHGO. So for Tyler Zuli, Jamie Lynch, myself, Renee Washington, have a great rest of your Wednesday. Secure those cushions, and we will see you guys back here for more on see Thursday. You.